Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP and Caleb on a very emotional, irritating, freaking week. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm a little pissed off. I'm a little um, irritated. Um, I don't even know how to express how I feel right now. And it has absolutely nothing to do with Brett Veach, to be honest with you. Um, I can sum up the whole week in one word. Comical. Yeah, That's how it's been. It's been very comical. It has been that. I mean, I will give you that. It's been it's been comical, frustrating. Um, you know, I guess my biggest issue with this whole entire week has been everybody, This all this beach bashing that's been going on, that's irritating me beyond belief. And I don't know how to express how pissed off I am with this situation. Number one, in the last 50 freaking years, we have not been to a Super Bowl. Okay, that's number one. We get, not only we get to the AFC Championship game, how many years now straight? Three? Just three years straight we went to the AFC Championship game. Three years straight. I don't know, has there been another team that's done that three years in a row? Maybe the Patriots at one point, but other than that, no. Yeah, okay, so then you got that. So then, you know, we go to the we go the first year with the thirty first ranked defense, by the way, and we lose on a shit penalty and uh, in overtime, and then that was it. Okay, somewhat expected, somewhat not expected. You kind of expected them to cater to Brady just to a degree, which they did tremendously in that game. I mean, they could have handed him that game at any point, but they you know they they played it very well and let us you know. But regardless, that's all said and done. Mm-hmm. The second year, we go to the Super Bowl and we win it. Now, the second year, our defense was gelling. Went from ranked 31st <clears throat> to the 27th, to 23rd, to 17th, to 13th, to 6th overall. We go to the Super Bowl and we win it. Now, during that season, we had 14 injured starters, including Mahomes. Okay? No one wants to take that into freaking consideration at all. Then the third year comes along. We have... a decimated offensive line from week two on we're shuffling guys in and out left and right trying everything we can do to keep that offensive line together we had a bunch of more a lot more injuries than we had you know again we had more injuries i'm just going to leave it at that i'm very frustrated so my wording is probably going to come out differently than it should or normally does but we had a lot of injuries now with that being said we went 14 and 1 with that same fucking team. We get to, we roll through the playoffs. And of course, during that Bills game, we lose Fisher. Okay. We have no Swartz. We have no Fisher. We got a bunch of third string guys on the offensive line. And we're playing Brady and the Bucks with a, a, a ref crew that was throwing late flags left and right. I mean, our guys knew at halftime we had no shot. Simple as that. Mahomes is injured. He wasn't moving around his, his, in his normal manner. It just We didn't have Sammy Watkins out there. It just wasn't our time, okay? It wasn't a good time for us. Our guys... Now, I'm not making excuses for the way our guys played outside of our offensive line. I'm not. Mahomes played tremendously and had some amazing passes for a guy that was injured. He rolled out and did some great things out of the pocket for a guy that was injured. Again, he was running for his life the entire game. Okay? 
<clears throat> now we get into free agency week. Let's go through some of this shit because I am fucking sideways, to be honest with you. Excuse my language. I don't, at this point, I'm just so irritated. Brett Veach is a piece of crap that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Are these um, fans' comments? Yeah, these are fan comments. Okay. Um, let's see. Where's, I mean, I got laundry list of them because I've been DM'd about 700,000 times and then, which I'm okay with. I don't mind that. I just, these outside public bashings that are going on it has to fucking stop because number one, he's doing everything he can possibly do. Now, here's another thing that I want to get into. I can go over these ignorant comments all day long. I don't, it, it, it's almost pointless to a degree and I'm going to, I'm going to go through a few of them because they were stupid. You know, uh, Veach, again, doesn't know what he's doing. We should have Tooney in on everything. You know, we only have him because of Swartz, so maybe he should be on every meeting. Seems Veach is worthless. Okay, that was interesting. Um, so yeah. are they claiming that Veach wasn't Apparently. the mastermind behind the team? Because it's kind of laughable because I've heard a lot of comments such as basically the sky is falling. Yeah. One that set me over the edge today was that the Chiefs are got worse than what they were. I'm like, they got worse. They got yeah. two better uh better offensive linemen. I think it's just kind of comical that we have people that, that don't understand how the game of football actually works at the end of the day. When you look at it, Brett Veach has brought in Joe Thune, who's a really, really good offensive lineman, and then Kyle Long, who just came to retirement, who looks like he can do some damage. Not not mention we're getting back LDT. Everyone's all bent out of shape because we couldn't get Trent Williams. Why does that matter? Trent Williams is on the is 32 years old. He was injured last season. So why would you pay him all that money? And people are mad about Juju Smith-Schuster. Who he the hell cares have, about either He's going to have more TikToks than t- catches that this season, most likely, yeah. if it comes to the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, last year. Ju- the issue is Juju... He thinks he's a number one wide receiver, and I'm saying he's a great player, but what I believe personally is that he's like a second or third option, most like a slot guy. He's not the number one guy you can rely on because as we saw last year, he won't do Corvette, Corvette all season long, and they got beat and destroyed by the Browns. So yeah, I think exactly. it's kind of comical how people just want Visha to throw money at these free agents. A prime example I've seen in my many years watching football, is whenever the Eagles, I, I think it was Andy Reid's last year, they shut out a lot of free agent money, and I mean a lot, to get Nomdi Asama and many others to help build that Eagles team. And this is a year after they came off, I believe, a loss in the divisional round, and Michael Vick had his resurgence. So they were set for a prime year. So, I mean, if you throw all your money like that and it basically gets a coach fired it doesn't work out what do you have to fall back on now i understand why everyone's frustrated about certain moves but i think it's kind of interesting how everyone expects to go after the, these big name guys when you can find a better player who's under the radar for a decent price those players restructure on the chiefs for a reason and for everyone who keeps coming after tyree kill and complaining about how he shouldn't have to restructure. First of all, he doesn't have to restructure if he doesn't want to. He signed the contract. And it, I think it's very funny that everyone wants to come after him. Everyone's worried about his money. They need to worry about themselves and what they need to do to protect, to help their family. Because right now, Ty- Tyreek is helping a lot of people in his immediate family right now. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. And honestly, I mean, Tyreek may have not have worded it the way it should have been worded. And it should have never been put out the way it was put out because that's not how it was meant to be put out 
But regardless, that's not anyone's business. Just because other players restructured, we had a lot of players that have restructured for two years. And that's okay. You know, he his contract, he can easily extend. Okay, they can extend him next year, and that's just going to save us more cap money. So I'm not even, that that's a stupid-ass comment. But, you know, getting back to some of these things, you know, what is Vita sleep? Uh, passing on all these one one year three million dollar deals. Look, why, that's okay. how you build a team. That's I, really not how you build a team unless they're going to stay in Kansas City. Well, that's number one. Number two, why the fuck in a million years would you want a thirty three year old player that is absolutely not worth eighty million dollars? Do you want another D Ford Kansas City? Where's he I at right now? Do. Where's I mean, he at saying- right now? Well, I'm not saying Trent Williams would be another D Ford, but due to some of his medical history, he hasn't been the healthiest player. And it doesn't make sense to me why they would offer him that much money. Basically, the Chiefs were in a bidding war, which we've never seen GMs normally, the Chiefs GMs normally do. And for Brett Beach to be there in the bidding war with Williams and Schuster, that just that shows he's been working. And just because people aren't getting the result they wanted, they're Throwing a mutiny, they're throwing their hands up, they're crying, they're saying the world's over. This, guy's this is called. the most selfish. I'm sorry, but this is the most selfish. The people that are doing this are the most selfish ass fan base I've ever seen. And I'm gonna say this right now. You people have absolutely no regard for what this man has done for this team. And for the next person that says to me, John Dorsey is the one that brought all these players in, you must have just woke up from a fucking 12-year coma. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Brett Beach is the one that found all of these guys. The only person that, only player that I can tell you that was of any substance that John Dorsey brought in was Travis Kelsey. What about EB? And EB, okay? I will give him that. I will give him that, okay? But again, remember who our freaking scout was before he was our GM. Who was our scout then? Does anybody remember who our scout was Brett before Beach. he was Brett? It was Brett Beach. So when they were beaten, when he was beating down doors saying, Hey, can you guys please, please, please look at Patrick Mahomes? Can you please, please, please look at Tyree Kill? Hey, how about this Kareem Hunt out of Toledo? Hey, how about this guy? How about that guy? Nobody was paying a bit of attention to that shit. They all think John Dorsey did it. And do you remember? I did it out of curiosity. Do you remember when they signed John Dorsey and you and I did a show? And what did I say was going to happen that year with John Dorsey? That he would what put did I the say? Chiefs. I don't. I think you said he would put the Chiefs in cap hell because no. Of I'm the, talking about when he signed with the Browns. What did I say was? Oh, happen? you said he would even make it out the first year. And yep. what happened? He didn't make it out the first year. He didn't you know not. why? Because he brought in a bunch of people and put them in a position of of a failure. And. For somebody that's one of these guys said, oh, well, look what John Dorsey did for the Browns. Where the hell have the Browns been? Yeah, they made one actually, playoff game in three years. Mm-hmm. And th- have they seen a Super Bowl? Have they they seen got a- better when he left, actually. Which is yeah, they actually got better when they when he left. And yeah, that's- you can say he's brought in some good players, yeah. But the way he does stuff, like right now, they're contemplating about either trading away Odell or cutting him. Yeah. I mean, when you put your team in cap hell like that, it doesn't seem to work well because if, when you do that, basically like two or three players are taking up much of the side cap. And that's what John Dorsey did whenever the Chiefs had him as their GM. Eric Berry, Justin Houston, and I forgot the third, and I think it was Dirty Dan where the guys making the most money. And Beach had to basically figure all that out, and he did. No, As JP stated, 
earlier, no one wanted to be the GM here, but Red Beach took that job on and we became a Super Bowl champion one year later. And remember, that is a guy that is extremely young, that has never had any GM experience. He was a scout, okay, he was a scout. He wasn't a GM, but he's, he's an accounting genius. He's very good with contracts. He's very good with players. Player personnel, he's an amazing person. And he's got an eye like none other. He has got an eye for talent like none other. He looks at players from the most obscure schools in the country and finds them and pulls them out of a hat and, and they turn into superstars. Now, I'm I'm going to... I'm trying to just word this in a way that it doesn't sound so ridiculous. Sorry, I'm um, asking your time. Some of these things that have been said um, are just insane. Um, you know, every, you know, like Harold. I, I love Harold Coons. He's one of. He's a really good guy. I talk to him all the time on the phone, and we go back and forth. And you know, he even put out today. Everybody, calm down over this freaking Ingram deal. Number one, Ingram is another guy. Look, this oh, whole free man. agency draft. Look, this whole free agency <laughs> draft has been a nightmare when it came. When it comes to free agents, it's been like a the, variety TV show in a way, and she's seen a man. I mean, really seriously. Has I mean, think are, about the players that have been out there, Caleb. Think about the players that have been out there in the positions that we need them in. They're over 30, they've been injured. Okay, we did, there was not like this cream of the crop group of players out there. We had a very slim pickings when it came to really what we needed and youth in that or non injured players in that group. Okay, now when you got a guy that comes in that says, okay, I'm 33, I know I spent pretty much the entire season on the bench, and I went four years for $80 million, this is what they're offering. Now, I know the situation when it came to when it came to Trent, and I think everybody, including you, knew this, they were pinned to paper with him. They and were very Sam, close, very, very close. I told you that, I told you that that night. I said they are they're, they're really close. They're probably gonna you know I mean it looks like they're signing him. And then San Francisco swooped in with a little better offer, and he they stayed. offered more money basically. So it was money at the end of the day, than opposed to winning a Super Bowl. Well, it was it was it was not even so much of the money as it was the guarantee. But regardless, it was more yeah more money in a sense. So all you guys out there that seem to think that this this cap space that Veach created was only for free agent money, you're high. Get off the pipe put the pipe down or go back and read a book that says football for dummies because there is so much more to cat money or signing players or finishing off a season than just free agents. They are free agents for a reason. One, you may have a young player that didn't fit well in the system. That would be great if we had that, if we had that luxury. Number two, they were cut because of cap reasons. Okay, and or they were a young player that was cut for cap reasons. Maybe they were, you know, their rookie season came up or their rookie contract came up and they didn't want to exercise their fifth year option, whatever the case may be. Maybe they just didn't fit in their system. Those are younger players, which we didn't have a pick of this year in the positions we needed. Okay, then you got the guys that just weren't working out or extremely old and just pretty much at the end of their career. Now, let's talk about Ingram a little bit. Ingram came in today, okay? They just, the numbers just didn't match up. Well, you got a 31-year-old player that had multiple injuries last year. Yep. In a skilled position. 
and I would like to add him and Boza when they both play on the Chargers all the time. Seems like every time they play the Chiefs, one of them was always out. Correct. So I don't want to listen to everybody bitch and complain about Veach because this man is doing exactly what John Dorsey did. Uh, let me put it. Let me rephrase that. He's not doing what John Dorsey did. Okay, John Dorsey, and we could go back to Carl Peterson if we want to go back that far. Carl Peterson would bring in all these old-ass players to pip, make the fans happy. Oh, look, we got Joe Montana. Oh, look, we got... He's 38. What is he going to do with that point? Exactly. I mean, seriously. There's, it's a give and take. And I think what people have come... People, when it comes to this free agent, they expect the Chiefs to get every single every free single agent out there. Look, and that's not what's going to happen at the day, honestly. Not. Because what they have to do is they have to... Like you said, they have to put 10 to 15 million, million away just for the draft. You don't know what's going to happen there. They have to put money away for emergency case and you assign someone during the season. I mean, there's a lot of different variables that are going on. That money is just not for free agents. You it's can't not. be a functioning fam, uh, franchise and do that. And who the hell has... Let me ask you. Okay, now the CBAs have changed everything this year. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. COVID changed everything this year. A lot of the things that were supposed to come out this year... With the new C the collective bargaining agreement are not going to happen because of COVID. Okay, they're not going to go to a 55-man roster this year. They're not probably not going to go to a 17-game season this year. There's a lot of things that aren't happening because of COVID. That's number one. Number two, why would you ever in a million years put all your eggs in a 33-year-old player and spend all of your? Okay, I'm going to break this down for you guys. So because I'm very irritated, I'm just going to break it down in, in levels so people can understand it in layman's terms. You've got a certain amount of money. Okay, we started off $14 million in the hole. Okay, that's where we were at. We went from $14 million in the hole to $4 million in the hole to $37 million ahead. That's what Veach did. Okay, that's number one. That $37 million, take that into consideration. $37 million. That doesn't mean we go out and sign every single player that's on the planet. Okay, that's not what that's for. That's not what we do. That's not what any smart GM does. Now, there's some GMs out there that do that. They're going to go out there and sign people for a name. And that name's going to sit on a bench. Fill the seat, that, yeah. You know, they're, that's what they're going to do. They're going to fill They're going to fill a bunch of seats in the stadium because they got a bunch of names. That's really what it is all going to stand. And that player may last one game. He may last four games. He may last six. Maybe he's lucky and gets through six games. Okay? It is what it is. Not everybody is Sammy Watkins. And I'm going to bring Sammy Watkins up for one reason and one reason only. Because there's a variable with Sammy that no one else has. Sammy is a top five, if not top three wide receiver when he is healthy. The, the, the range from his being injured and being healthy on the field is two totally different. It's so drastically different compared to any other player that's why you keep the Sammy Watkins because if you can keep him on a cheaper deal mm -hmm. and when he's healthy he's a beast he helped us win the Super Bowl oh easily he easily up helped us win he the helped Super Bowl. showed up in the playoffs exactly so you got eight just say seven and a half to ten million dollars going towards the draft let's just put it in in those numbers because that's about where it's going to land so there's 10 million gone. Let's just make it an even number. Just say, let's just say 10 million. So that brings you down to 27 million. Then you sign Thuni and there's 4 million gone. Now you're down to what? 20, what, 20, 23 million. 23. Okay. Then you have to re-sign the players that you have right now that are up 
their contracts are up. And there's guys that you're like, okay, Swanson. Thank God we re-signed him. One year. I love Daniel. One People year. Bitched, yeah, we signed him for a year $2. deal. $2.5 million dollar deal, yeah. Correct. Which he took, uh, you know, hey, look, I'm going to say kudos to Beach and to him for doing that deal. Daniel, people bitched about him coming back. You're stupid because he has turned out to be one of the best players on our team since Sutton has left. I'm sorry, but he has. He has been on top of things. He has progressively gotten better every game since Spags has showed up on this uh, as our defensive coordinator. Well, well I would, yeah, I would argue yeah, that Spags has helped bring out his ability. He's a lot correct. better than what it was. Yeah, hundred percent correct. Then. So then you got all these players that you got sitting and we had a laundry list of guys that were up for free agency this year. And you want to bring those guys back. You know, you got to re-sign those players. You want somehow you want to re-sign them. So you got a certain amount of money that you got to take out and just put aside for those guys. Okay? Then you got a few free agents you want to sign, which we did. We signed a couple of good free agents, which I'm not I love the free agents we signed. Veach was going out on a limb with Trent. I'm going to say that right now. That was way more than I thought Veach would ever offer him. Oh, yeah, for sure. We were really surprised. Just yeah. looking at the numbers, like, okay? Yeah, I was like, I wow, mean, this is freaking right. crazy talk. You know, I mean, I was like, are you kidding me right now? So when it all, right now somebody said, well, Veach has got $17 million left in the cap. What the hell is he doing? Now, don't care. Then you got emergency money. Okay, we also have, do you remember, I mean, I'm sure you know, and, you know, most people that watch football know, at a certain period during the season, you have an opportunity to do, you know, some cuts and pick up some players. What happens if someone gets injured and we need to pick somebody up? Or what if we want to pick somebody up off That's another fair. roster during that time? That's we have the or money trade. To, or trade. We have the money to be able to do that. Or pick up somebody's contract. We have the money to be able to do that. Okay. That money is not just for free agents, so stop thinking it is. Everybody, mm-hmm. get off your freaking soapbox. This is not just, it's not you going to the grocery store with 12 bucks and saying, I got to buy a chicken and I got 12 bucks. That's not what this is about. It's not a one sided situation. This is a very large entity that you have to cover everything with. And. Well- Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave it at that. You go ahead. Well, you know, one thing, sorry, man. It, it, it's just comical sorry, to me. Some some of this. But one thing I would just say is, yeah, when you have money like that, you have to spur it around. You don't know what's gonna happen in a season. It's like whenever you get paid from from your job and you have all your bills you have to pay. Instead of spending all that money on like a quote unquote PlayStation on one thing, you need to, you need to spread that money out to the bills and everything else you need in life. Exactly. So exactly. I, it, yeah, and I just it, I just it I don't know. It's like I can understand why people are misled sometimes by the salary cap and what it what what happens there. But then sometimes it doesn't make sense to me how it's in a way it's like Beach is an accountant. He's managing money just like a regular person would if they are living their life. Balancing a checkbook. You understand what I'm saying, JP? Yeah, I do. I, I think, fully understand yeah, it. And it just shows you how sometimes people are more focused on the big name ticket items when you can find the great value in a great cheaper 
better supplement elsewhere. And sometimes they're and Beach's been really good. They've been finding players that are under the radar. Not okay. So a prime example is okay. Chiefs want to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Veach could probably find someone that got cut off of someone's practice squad that is just as good. That's how they got Jordy Fordston, who we hopefully will start this year, or find someone in the in the draft who's probably in the MAC conference, the Sun Belt conference, or maybe is in a Pac-12 school that is very terrible. I mean, Veach would be able to be would be the guy to find these players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, this Veach does things differently than anyone I've ever seen. Okay, he is so diligent in searching for players more diligent than anybody I've ever seen. The guy looks at high school players. He look, he follows them to college. He travels to different places and watches these guys. He goes to NFL games. He's been to a, I mean, I, we've seen him at green Bay, you know, yeah. and the Packers we've He's seen him at other. Exactly. He's not this quote unquote, let me sit on my fat ass in the office, John Dorsey, and say, oh, look at this guy. I'm going to watch some film. Hey, can you send me some film? Because my fat ass is eating a cheeseburger, and I can't get up and go out there and look for him. Veach searches for these guys, and he and he's the one that searched for everybody pretty much that we have right now on our roster. Veach brought in. Everybody that brought us to the Super Bowl, Veach brought in. Some of those players we don't have right now, Veach, you know, or that, that, that may have retired or went on to bigger and better things, Veach is brought in. One guy says, well, Veach has had a ton of misses. Give me names. Give me names that he's actually... Now, here's another thing that was brought up that irritated me. You know, one guy says, all these all these misses that Veach has had, he's really had a terrible, terrible free agency week. For real? Now, that's... that's There's one only one player that comes to my mind that he actually... Actually, two players that he missed on. Who's that? And that is Trayvon Smith, sixth-round pick, cornerback, I think, out of Central Arkansas. And then Breland Speaks, but we cut him because there was just basically really no room for him on the team. No, no, I'm talking about this free agency week. This is oh, what okay, I'm, my bad. Yeah. So I thought the no, no, draft. no. This is free agency week. He said that Veach missed on everybody, and he actually basically called him worthless. Now, what if... Let's just look at the flip side of the coin. What if he actually didn't miss on those players, but maybe he dodged a bullet? That's possible. Okay. Maybe he looked at somebody and they did a workout and he went, well, they were injured. They don't look that great right now. They're 31 years old. They're 33 years old. They're 32 years old. They're 29 years old. They've been injured this many times. Do we really want to go back to that D Ford situation? Do we really want to have that problem again? Do we really want to be in that situation? It's not about Beach missing on people. It's about him being smart with the money. Mm-hmm. You do not pay people because of a freaking name. name well, that's what a lot of fans, and I'm not just saying Chiefs, just fans in general, are more concerned about the name, the guy, the big name guy. We need yeah. to get, bring him in. We need to bring him. When in actuality, that's not the case. You can, no, I say this, you can find good players that are under the radar. We have seen this for years, bro. I've watched this happen. I remember in the 90s when this happened, and we were stood back. And don't get me wrong, Joe Montana was still good when he played for us. I'm not saying he wasn't, but he was an older quarterback that had, that had been through a mat. You know, he had a back. sat out for, I think, a year or two before he came to us, almost two years. And I'm going to give it. He took us almost to a Super Bowl. You know, if he would have got knocked out in that game, he probably would have gotten us to a Super Bowl that year. But 
my the point I'm trying to make is is that a name because they may have because they have a big name doesn't mean they're still good. It doesn't mean they can still produce the way they produced five years ago or eight years ago or ten years ago. It doesn't make sense to spend that kind of money on one or two players. If you remember right, we had that situation with Derek Barry and Justin Houston. You had two players that were taking up $40 million in cap space in one season. Why? Well, Why that's we- the way Beach carried out the contract. I mean, Barry deserved his money. Barry Houston, did. I think he did deserve his money, but I noticed as soon as he got his money, he did, his play went down. Now, I know he had a knee injury, and hey, I would love for him to come back and Kansas City have one more great year. But my point I don't know how being to say it's just very fresh. What do you say? My point behind that is, is that you have to stagger these contracts in a way that you're not buried in cap hell. And that's where we were at with two players that were injured, had issues. And you're right. One gets signed and he doesn't play as well. D Ford had one good season in his entire career. One, one really good season. If you really consider it. And that was his contract season. And then he goes and gets, and he goes that on display that year. Correct. He goes and gets a fat ass contract, just like Trent green just did. I mean, Trent Williams and, Again, how do they know if he's going to produce or not? They don't. He sat pretty much all last year. Okay, so what is the point in bringing in players that are so old or so injury prone that it's not going to do you any good? And even if they do come back, who knows how they're going to come back? Okay, you can't throw that. Now, if they came in on a two, three, four, even like a a Williams deal, I would have said, okay, Four years, $45 million, $50 million maybe with some performance incentives in there or performance clauses, I should say. Different story. But four years, $80 million, $50 million guarantee for a 33-year-old player that just came off injury and a player that is basically beat up on and has been for the last how many years? I mean, you're talking about a 10-year player. That is an offensive lineman that has been beat to death for all those years? Why? Why would you give that kind of money away, dude? I mean, he's a good player. It's high risk, high reward, but like we said earlier, you can probably find a good player just as good possibly. Exactly. Or just a little bit less production, but can help. So. Well, and that's the whole point. You can't throw a bunch of money after players that you have absolutely... You're better off going after, in my opinion, and I I think most people would probably think this way, you're better off going after a player that's younger, whether it even be in the draft. Veach has brought in players out of the draft that have been absolute superstars directly out of the draft. Okay? So his this last draft class, in my opinion, was probably one of his best. So why would you not go after a younger player that has got no injuries, get him on the cheap with the great coaching staff that we have that can mold these guys and make them starters right off the bat. Why would you not do that? Now, I understand you want to keep Pat protected. I get it. I'm I'm a big proponent of that. But I don't know. Look at what happened last year. You had two 30-plus-year-old players on the offensive line that couldn't keep him protected. It's 
especially when it counted. Oh, for sure. I think when we look at it, Schwartz had a back injury. I like Schwartz. I He's do a good too. guy. But that back injury, it's hard to play through. And it Fisher is. toughed out his injuries for the year. And I understand why Beach cut him because it looks like we don't really know how Schwartz is going to respond. And Fisher, he's basically not for the next year. <clears throat> excuse me, for the next year, he's basically going to be sitting on the bench. Yeah. I have a feeling one of those two are going to be coming back to the practice squad or they're oh, going to be waiting, so wait, waiting in the wings. Yeah. They're I not moving on from them that quick. And I think yeah. it's kind of comical, though. It's ever since the Super Bowl, ever since the Chiefs saw the Super Bowl, Raiders fans, Broncos fans, and Chargers fans have been blowing up my mentions and me trying to tell me, oh, the Chiefs are a terrible team. Oh, they cut all their offensive alignment. I'm like, you guys also don't understand what they're doing here. And it just kind of interested me how you have these fan bases who have not won anything. I mean, they have not won anything besides the Broncos, but they haven't beat the Chiefs since 2015, that have not been relevant. The Chiefs have been there and done that. What if they run 31 and like Andy Reid's like 31 and 6 in the AFC West since 2013? Yeah. I mean, it just kind of shows you though, like the level the Chiefs are finally on. They're on the big three of the NFL, they're that pedestal. And you have all these other guys on these teams, basically, who don't know what they're talking about, wanting to run their mouths time after time after time without actually understanding this is why this move was made. This is why Von Miller was potentially kept on your team because they're scared of him coming to Kansas City. I mean, there's just so many different variables that are out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so insane to me that people just assume that this is all about free agency. It's all about bringing in players from other teams that may or may not work out or are too old to be able to produce or be able to continue to play or finish the season okay uh you know k1 williams great example okay i know why i'm pretty positive why i mean in my mind why he didn't make it and not just are you allowed mind. to say because i thought i saw it on twitter earlier but i'm not for sure i kind of it's fine it, don't like, worry about it yeah i'm just gonna it's just an external factor what did you what did you see on twitter someone said it's basically because the injury he's had last year it didn't look well his knee yeah, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's his freaking knee. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get into any hardcore details, but he didn't have a good workout. His knee doesn't look good. And I can promise you, and it sucks for that poor guy because it is what it is. It was his knee. And when you don't have a good workout, you can, why do we want... It's not a matter that we... We're not trying to be jerk-offs, but you don't want to bring a guy in because you're sympathetic. You want to bring a guy in that's going to help you win. And I'm sorry, but he didn't look good and in, 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 he didn't have a good workout. His physical didn't go well. It is what it is. Let's just bring him in anyway because he's a free agent. No, no, no. Freak, no. That's not how this works. That is not how this works. You bring in players that are going to complement what you have. They're going to add to your roster. They're going to help you win games. And you know that are healthy that are going to bring you to the promised land. Not guys that you got to, oh shit, what if? What if? What if? There's yeah. too many what ifs in the world, man. Yeah, that is true. You have to bring them plays. You know that they can step in and help. And that's one thing that we've seen a lot of teams have struggled with. I mean, last year, the Chiefs brought in Jaden Mills. He had a, I think it was a fell physical, t- fell physical. And this year, he, he went back, 
all that with the Eagles, and then he got paid by the Patriots. I mean, the same will probably happen for K-1. So, I mean, the Chiefs will be okay at the end of the day. As frustrating as it is, and I understand why people are mad at Beach not getting these players. Listen, breathe in, breathe out. Everything will be okay. Everything will... We're not even... There's so much free agency left. The draft, the players that get cut during training camp and after training camp. I mean, there is so much more. This is only like the first, like third of the process exactly your team is not defined by how you start the race it's by how you finish it and so far the chiefs are only a third of the way through yeah i mean and, and you can see they're lagging behind but they're still there because they have and, patrick mahomes and i don't even think they're lagging behind at this point look we you know there's players that you know they i've seen guys say oh, well this guy picked the texans over us this no maybe we just dodged that bullet okay it doesn't just because somebody didn't sign with this doesn't mean Veach didn't do his job. It means it may just mean, which I truly believe, that Veach did his job very well and Andy did his job very well because they really went in depth and looked at these players and went, well, you know what? Maybe he said something. Maybe he did something, a juju type of comment. Maybe something went on that didn't quite sit well. Maybe they didn't have a good workout. Maybe their last year was injury prone. Maybe they're just too freaking old. And why do we want to go that route? When I know for a fact in the draft right now, there are five guys that we can make starters right off the bat that can protect Mahomes. We got guys that out there, we, we still have players that we can re-sign right now. And just because just because Ingram didn't sign today, this is nothing. He may make his rounds through the NFL right now. He could go hit every all the other 31 teams left in the league and may not get a better offer than what he got from us today. Because we did make, yeah. Well, he could come back too. I mean, it's, That's I, it's not saying he's gone, but everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, the swing and miss, the sky is falling, the sky is yeah. falling." Oh my goodness! I mean, that's seriously what we were dealing with. There is one guy who's consistently on the timeline saying Veach has swung, swung and missed. This has been a failure. This has been a yeah, failure. I'm, I'm tired like, of hearing that shit. Oh my goodness, you guys really don't know how it works. But at the end of the day, it's all gonna work out. But JP, real quick. Sammy Watkins, as we've seen, he is. I think he had a meeting with the Ravens and now with the Colts. Would you bring him back for I another year? I would. I would on a cheap. Even though he's going to be out for possibly half the season, maybe. What, what? Why would he be out for half a season? I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, his injuries. He he's like what he was about four to six games. I mean, I should have said half, well, but he's always out like a quarter of the season. He's injured. Well, He's not here's consistently healthy. You're right, and I understand that. But that's when I guarantee you, no other team is going to offer him 16 million a year. They've is seen that what his... he wants? No, I'm just saying. Our last, what was our last contract with him? It was a, a one year, 15 million. 15 million. But I think 17. Well, sorry, one 7.5 million was the base, and then it went to went up to 15 million in incentives. So Correct. it actually wasn't even that contract. No. So if I was. If I, if I had my choice, because Sammy's spectrum of ability when he is healthy is so off the charts compared to other players that get injured, and then when they're back and they're healthy, they're not near to his level of play, I would bring him back on a cheap deal. Now, if he came back on a, on a, on a cheaper deal to play for us if it was you know you pay him like he's playing basically for six games because Mm -hmm. we don't know if he's going to have this is the season that he plays for 16 games but the one thing i do know with sammy 
is that when he's on the field, he's a freaking beast. I can't say that about a 33-year-old player that wants $80 million. I know, but the issue with Sammy, though, is he'll have a great game. And then he'll have extended periods of time where he doesn't do anything. And it's just frustrating to me because I know, we know he's such a great player. But just sometimes maybe his asking price is too high. But I think each of them, if he comes back, it's going to be maybe another one-year deal. It would be. But I've been saying yeah. this. You've been saying this. We need a big body receiver. 6'2", six, 6'3", six, guy. Be nice we if somehow have Allen Robinson. I mean, yeah, Jordy Fordston. Yeah. But we haven't seen him on the field in two years. When's, yeah, well, when's his time going to be? I mean, he could literally help out a lot. So, I mean, that's I what, don't know. We talked to, I talked to Harold about that today, actually. It was actually today. And it was today or last night. I mean, we felt we were talking real late last night. And I said, you know, and he's mentioned it because we talk about Jody all the time, like you and I do. And him and I both think, you know, <laughs> you, can't, you can't keep him on the practice squad forever. You know I mean? At some point. What, is he going to be 29 years old and he's still developing? No, you can't do that. So I think, you know, and even Spags had said one time, I would love to see him on the defense. I mean, he's that physical. I mean, he's good. he might have to at this point, honestly, if he's yeah. – I mean, I don't know. I just think he should have an opportunity because he could pinpoint the ball and jump up and get it. Not saying Tyreek Hill can't. Not saying um, Dieter can't. Not saying Demarcus Robinson or any Harmon. I'm just saying – it's best, I think, in this situation to get a deep threat receiver, someone who can jump up and get the ball. I mean, a tall receiver, like a Calvin Johnson, maybe. I mean, no. I know you're not going to get a Calvin Johnson, but yeah, I'm like, there's never you, another Calvin, but yeah, I there'll mean, never be. But do you see what I'm saying, though? Someone that can I, jump up, pinpoint the ball, and come down with it. Let's just do a hypothetical, real quick. Everybody's bitching because we haven't signed this player, we haven't signed that player, and then you got. Uh, a jack wagon that wants to thinks he's funny on Twitter because he's got a few followers and he says the Chiefs have really been tied to a lot of wide receivers lately. What does that say about Hardman and Pringle? And then you hear other people say, "Well, he's they're gone, they're gone." This is it. But oh number goodness. one, I not see what Hardman and Pringle have done. But sorry, go ahead. The point is, is that they're they're looking for a bigger receiver. I think that's what they want. And I'm, I'm probably overstepping my bounds a little bit, but I don't care at this point because I'm frustrated. So I, I know that's what they want, and they I have think, it. So I think I've a, seen other people in the media say it too. So you're good. Okay, so let's they, just and we, how long have I been? Just keep it that. And let's just put it at that. But I've been telling you that for how long now? I mean, like two months. So but ever since Super Bowl ended. Correct. So let's just do a hypothetical and say maybe this is the year that they figured Jody can actually do it. And they bring him out, and they put his ass on the field. Then we got our big body wide receiver. There's a whole field. Everybody going to bitch about that too? Probably. But when he wins, you know, and he does well, and he, and, he, and he plays better than anybody expected him to play. And let me tell you something. When he played in that in his first preseason games, now, of course, last year we didn't have him any preseason, but prior to that, oh, my God. Do you remember any of the preseason? He was pinpointing the ball. I remember oh, some catches he doing. It was oh. really, really good. Really On good. top of it, bro. So let's just put that as a hypothetical. Now, that may be our big-bodied wide receiver that we're looking for. He's on our team. He knows the system. He knows everybody that plays. You know, he knows everybody. Everybody knows him. Everybody likes him. 
He's a very personable individual. So let's just say that he's our big body wide receiver. If that ends up coming down to it, we've got it. That we've got that hole filled because all these holes. Apparently, we've got like, you know, if you listen to the fans, we've got like seven hundred holes to fill. You know, our whole team sucks, well, and we just got to fill all these before. holes. Oh yeah, we're terrible. We, you know, we suck. So, it, 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 we have what we need right now, and we can always bring back players that may not be there. I'm tired of people bashing Brashad Breeland. He's a good I, corner. He's, he's a very good. In my opinion, he's not bad. He's, he's aggressive, and yes, he's going to draw a couple penalties. I don't care. No one should. I will go back 30 years, and that saying that Marty said, well, I stood there and listened to him say it will always be stuck in my head. If you're not, when you're in that position, if you're not drawing a penalty here and there or two penalties here and there, you're not doing your job. Even in this day and age, that still stands true. It's a fair statement. It is a very difficult position to play. People said, why the hell did they bring back Ward? He sucks. Are you fucking high? They that really man, never target him. That oh my God. Nobody targets him. Good. Yeah. Nobody targets that man. No one does. Why? Because he's that good at stuff. Yeah. Everybody attributes it. That's another thing. Let's get this clear. Just because, of, and I've talked to other people in sports and in the media and players as well, just because a cornerback doesn't have five or six interceptions doesn't make him a bad corner. That's not his only freaking job. Okay? That is the hardest position to play, <clears throat> in my opinion, in football and a lot of other people's opinion. I mean, people in the sports media, the people that have played football say the same thing. You're watching so many different areas of the field and the refs because they love to throw flags on those corners. And you're watching the quarterback size. You're watching maybe one or two wide receivers. God forbid you don't have any help over the top because they may be on another wide receiver. Then And you're watching footwork. And then you have to make sure you're staying. If your foot goes out of bounds and comes back in, you're dead. God, there's so many things that you have to pay attention to as in that position, and he does it very well. Then we have Sneed, and then we have Rashad Breeland. We need to keep what we have. We need to maybe add one more because we last the last couple of years we basically floated by with four corners. And you seen what happened when Sneed went down, or first when Ward went down. Then Sneed goes down. Then Ward comes back, and he plays very well for a guy with a broken hand. And then if, if Breeland got a penalty, that piece of shit. Oh, my God, he got And this penalty. is what fans have been saying all That's season what I'm long. Saying. I'm like, exactly. you go out there and try to do the, his job. You go. Yes. I mean, it's very difficult. It's it is. It's very, very difficult. Extremely difficult. Extremely. So let's get to these fan questions because this has been a really irritating week. And I'm, I'm just tired of the, the beach bashing because you guys... I guess you forgot about the last two years. And one of these guys said, well, that's great. Well, that doesn't help us in the future. Well, who do you think got us there for the last two years? Three years, Beach, really. Mahomes, Andy, they know what they're doing. I'm pretty yeah. sure if Mahomes was mad, he would have said something right now. But exactly. I think they, as you said, they had the meeting with Beach. All the players did before they cut Fisher and Schwartz. Yep. And he's been happy with the offensive line moves so far. So I'm pretty sure if Mahomes if Mahomes is, was mad, he would have said something. Or he has said something. Everything will be okay. Relax. But moving on to these fan, fan questions. The first one is from Roger Mihako. He wants to know, what the heck are the Chiefs doing in free agency? They have $17 million cap space. 
Need a starting center and two tackles, pass rush and wideout help. Beach and company can get a dinner check signed, letting on any player to stick. What the frack? Okay. <laughs> um. So, Roger, I understand what you're saying. I think what it comes down to, and as JP stated earlier, yeah, they have $17 million, but they need that money to spread around. Everything's going to... Go ahead, yeah, take that $17 million and wipe off about $8 million of that. And then go ahead and finish your go ahead and say what you're saying. Oh, and I was going to say, yeah, man. It, like, Look, I understand the frustration, Roger. And look, I get frustrated too about certain the moves the Chiefs to make. But it's going to work out in the end. I'm telling you right now, Veach knows what he's doing. We have seen him picked up on many, many, many great players in the drafts. And he has been able to get... Some pretty good free agents. Now, I know people, like you said, they need a starting center and two tackles. Well, they have Thune and they got Kyle Long. They're probably going to get maybe one more in the free agency, and they might get someone else in the draft. We really don't know, but what I know for a fact is Veach is going to fill those holes. There is no way on God's green earth that Veach is going to let Mahomes go out there with no offensive line because the last thing they don't want to do is have another issue where Mahomes is running around all year long and taking hits. They don't want that to happen again because we've seen players deal with that, and it's not fun for fan bases, and especially for organizations. Exactly. I mean, and who's to say that we actually have two centers right now, okay? I personally like Algaretti, and I think he could do a good job at, in that position. He did a pretty good job when he first took the position, and I don't think he... I don't. I, I mean, he was blocking very well. He, I don't think he really. I think he made maybe one mistake, you know, on a snap, and that was really about it. So I don't know why everybody is making such a huge deal about the center right now because I think we actually have that covered. And if we don't, we'll we'll figure out a way of making that happen. So I'm not real concerned about a center right now. Um, and, we, and and people, I guess they forget about. The other players that we have come that we have coming back on that offensive line, you know, we have a couple guys that were out last year that are coming back this year that are good young players. Yep. That will come back and be just fine, you know. So let's not worry so much about the the offensive line. That believe me when I tell you, if anybody's taking care of that and making sure that's handled for the best quarterback in the NFL, the highest paid player in sports, Beach is making sure that's handled. So that's the one thing you guys not need to stop worrying about so much. I understand your frustration, but going out and signing a bunch of older players or guys that have been injured is not the answer. It's just not. I'm sorry. But there's other players out there that we can still bring in. There's still time. There's still time. This mm-hmm. season hasn't even started yet. Yeah, we're only a third of the way through. There's two, still two-thirds left of this process. So Exactly. Everything so. worked out. Yep. Um, next, the next question the next is from Joe Viskoski. And yep. hey, thank you, Joe. I know you've Joe. A, yeah, JP said, yeah, you've been a longtime uh, listener of the show. We appreciate it. His question is, at what point would you guys start getting concerned with the holes not being filled? We only have so many draft picks and everything. everyone is backballing us in trades. So just curious and keep the faith. So, Joe, thank you for your question. Basically, what it comes down to is that they're going to get those holes filled. They have the draft. Like you said, there's limited draft picks. They have free agency. They have the time whenever players can get cut during training camp and after training camp. Yep. And they also have during the season. These holes, as I said earlier for Rodgers' question, these holes will get filled. There is no doubt about that. 100%. And, Joe, thank you again. I mean, you've been a, a great follower and 
you know, he, he DMs me and I answer all of his questions like a, a lot of other p- people that do. And, and he's always a good dude. And here's the thing. I'm not worried. And, you know, we say this all the time. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. I'm not con- The reason I'm – look, I worried for a long time with this team what was going to happen from one day to the next all the way up until 2017. Well, 2018. And I was actually a little bit worried in 2000 at the beginning of 2018 because I'm, I'll be the first one to admit it. I wasn't – I didn't know if Mahomes was ready yet. But then I was wrong. And I admitted mm-hmm. that. But here's the thing. Um, I don't know about blackballing, per se. Well, I don't trades, know. If... I, I don't think we're having any issues with that. We haven't heard that the Chiefs trading for anyone. No. I know we've had GMs like to play games, but we haven't heard anything. The only issue I could see possibly is teams are refusing to trade the Chiefs. Or they are refused, or they're making basically if the Chiefs want to trade for someone, the they're trade is outright demands. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they're, they're making, making ridiculous stupid trades. Five first yeah. round picks for quote unquote player. I mean, I don't think any of that's going on. Well, here's the problem. Look, Joe, the, the biggest thing is you got to remember nobody and and everybody will say this when you when you're when you have a team like ours and we are who we are. What other team in this league would want us to get any better than we already are? Absolutely no one. So, yeah, they're going to make stupid demands, and they're going to make... Now, you're going to get some NFC teams that are going to trade with us, but yeah. you're not going to get one AFC team that's going to make a trade oh, with us. Oh, for sure. No, no they're, way. I mean, it that's doesn't matter why, if they're... Yeah. That's why J.J. Watt went to NFC, because he has a better chance of making a Super Bowl there. So, I mean... Exactly. I mean, it's, it's it not is. a matter of, of, of being blackballed as much as it is... Yeah, we're going to be blackballed in the, in, the, in the AFC, because the only way we're going to pick up an AFC player is if they're cut. I mean, nobody. I mean, the, nobody in the AFC. It doesn't matter if they're west, east, north, south. Nobody's going to trade with us. And if they are, they're going to want something ignorant because they don't. They don't want to contend with us anyway. Why would they want to contend with us when we're that much better? So, I'm not really concerned with that part of it because we can easily pick up somebody out of the NFC um, and and be just fine because they're willing to trade with us. Other than uh, the, you know the the one time that we had an issue with Arizona and. You know, that was when Veach was his rookie season as as a GM, and the guy thought he was going to play Veach, and Veach basically told him, pound sand. And you know what? I'm kind of glad he did because it worked out for us in the in the long run. But um, that's, you know, that's I, I'm still not worried about it because we have the coaching staff and we have the, the GM and the quarterback to bring us over the top. Yep. It, we just do. We can train anybody. We can. We've already proven that we can take an average player and make them a superstar. We've done that with a lot of players. Now we've had some setbacks with a couple of players that take a little bit longer to um, adjust, and that's okay because they still have the ability to be that much better the following year. So I'm not so concerned with that part of it. All right, what's the next one, bro? Um, the next question is one guy, he wanted to know basically what is going on. And my response to him is, it's going to be okay. I mean, we've already elaborated that question several times. The Chiefs will be okay. I don't know if you want to add anything, anything to that, JP. No, I've answered that like numerous <laughs> times. I mean, it's, it is what it is. What's going on is we're not missing. We're really not missing on anything. If anything, we're saving ourselves from something that could potentially hurt us in the long run. And if you guys look at it from that standpoint and stop worrying about the name and we'll look at more the player, 
and what's left in that player and what's what that player had previously, not five years ago, but last year. Why are they a free agent right now? Because a Melvin, uh, 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 an Ingram should not be a free agent if he was healthy, if he was on top of his game. He shouldn't be a free agent. I mean, he just shouldn't be. They, he shouldn't be shopping around right now. If he was in perfect health and no one had anything to worry about, he really shouldn't be shopped around right now. He should be signed with somebody. It, sh- it should have happened immediately. Like millions, like all the other players that have. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you got to stop worrying about the name so much as what that player can do for us now and going into the future for the next four to five years. Agreed. Because we don't want a bunch of one-year contracts with the guys that may or may not make it, you know. You don't build a dynasty on one-year contracts, in my you opinion. You do not. Unless you it's do not. absolutely necessary. Exactly. But that question was from Jeff. Um, the final question here from Evan. He wants to know, do you think even in this free agent period is a bust? Can it all be fixed in the draft? Yes. Well, we... Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, JP, no, you're gonna. Yeah, I agree with JP. It it can be fixed. I mean, it hasn't been a bust so far. There's still a lot to this process. The Chiefs are gonna still probably sign. I think probably a couple more players, most likely by the time maybe the draft hits or most likely after. But Breach has normally hit on his draft picks. There's only yes. two play, There's only been really yeah two players that Breach has drafted that haven't worked really worked out, and that's Breland Speaks and Tremont Smith. Other than that, all of his draft picks are still on the team. No matter if they're on their actual position or they're playing special teams, exactly. So, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's 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 it's, it's something that, and I don't think I'm not going to call this free agency week a bust in any way. And as far as the draft is concerned, I think Beach has done a phenomenal job for the last while he was even with our as a as our scout before he was our GM. I think he's a phenomenal done a phenomenal job of bringing players in, and as a GM, he's done an even better job of bringing players in, and then working these contracts in a way that makes us. He's 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 built a culture in this in this city that not too many other. Well, I don't think anybody has, but that players want to play here. These guys that are leaving are leaving because they know. Look, let me put it this way: if somebody walks out the door over money. Usually, it's because they know that they may have, it may be their last hurrah. Okay, and I look at like a guy like Williams that went back to San Francisco for an extra what? I mean, really, it was really extra nothing. I mean, it was a minimal money. They would really. sign him. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Really. So, if you think about it, it's it's not a matter of, Anything other than the fact that they're chasing the money because they know that this may be their last hurrah. If a guy comes into a, and normally when Veach has a player visit, they sign. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they sign. We've had this has been a terrible, in my opinion, for the positions that we needed. This has been a horrible free agency week, in my opinion. It's not been great because not for Veach himself, but for the players that were out there, the players that were available in the positions that we needed filled. It's not been the greatest group of players. We haven't had like the cream of the crop to pick from. I'll just put it that way. And yeah, they may have a big name, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're great. So, um, or they can last. And that's not how, as Caleb said, that is not how you build something is by bringing in a bunch of one-year guys that may or may not last. It just, it's not how you do it. 
So you bring in guys that are going to be here for three, four, five years, maybe longer, and can keep the momentum going and keep us alive and are healthy and 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 and, and able to and, and not injury prone. That's how you keep this team going, you know, because those guys know they're going to get their money eventually. And a lot of guys will come in and they'll say, "Well, shit, if I don't get paid by the Chiefs in the next three or four years, I'll play my ass off and I'll get paid by somebody." Yeah, the teams are willing to will be willing willing to get that money. They exactly. will trade them. They will exactly. trade them. Away. So it, it just it, it is what it is. Um, I did get one from Nolan uh, Rogers, diehard Chiefs fan. Been you know he's been um, a great follower of both you know of the focus side, my side, everybody, you know, all of it, just, you know, all of us in general, you know, he's been a great guy. Um, thank you, said, Nolan. Yeah. Thank you very much, dude. He said, how come we haven't really done much in free agency? And it just really, it goes back to the same thing. Nolan, we just, there wasn't a lot to go off of for the skilled or for the positions that we needed. And I know people are out there going to say, Oh yes, there was, there was this guy and that guy and blah, blah, blah. It, it, look. Okay. You're wrong though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what I mean, it boils down to. It, it really does. I mean, it's it's a situation that you've got to make sure that whoever you're bringing in is going to be able to last a season to do their job efficiently. And we don't want a bunch of one-year guys. What's the point? Everybody says, "Well, the window's very small." Not really. When you are when you have a once in a generational talent like Mahomes and you've got such a young squad with everybody else and you've got the best tight end in the league that still has a good six years left in him and you got the best head coach and the best offensive coordinator and a top five defensive coordinator it's not that short of a window because these guys will always be able to pick up the pace and come up with something new to keep us in that Super Bowl window for the next five to ten years this is not a bust this, like I said, we played dodgeball to some degree. Yes, we were trying to fill some holes in. Yes, we talked to a lot of players, but we weren't going to give up the roost and give up the farm for a bunch of guys that may or may not work out. And I don't blame Beach a bit. I just don't. Mm-hmm. So, the one way I see it, it comes down to maybe I don't know if people heard this, but you have basically two people, the both running a business. One person is putting all their basket in the first year. And failing, another guy is putting all his eggs, but springing out throughout the years to make sure yeah. that business is continuing the property. More like I don't know if you heard this, JP, but the uh, what's it called? The ant and the grasshopper. I don't know if you heard that story. Basically, yeah. the ant won the end because they did the work. They made sure the work lasted a long time instead of just the grasshopper eating everything up, like putting all the money to those free agents now instead of saving money and moving it around. So exactly, that's all I had exactly. to say. That's exactly right. It's like storing. You know, you can store food for the winter or you can eat it all right now and be screwed mm-hmm. during the winter. Yep. You got to look at it from that perspective. And honestly, you guys, please do me a favor and stop looking at somebody's name. Names don't mean shit sometimes. I mean, we could say we could throw names out all day long that are big time names five years ago. But it doesn't mean they're big just because their name was great five years. Somebody actually brought up Antonio Brown's name. Yeah, and I've been kind of confused. Are we just like Chuchu Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown? We do not need them. We need a big body receiver. I, I just don't understand. I, I really don't. Well, I, I would it never. It just kind of baffles me Brown. to this point. Like, 
Why are we just throwing out random names of receivers now? There's no way he's going to come to Kansas City. He either will go to Seattle and they will pay him there, or the Buccaneers will pay him. Julius oh, Smith-Schuster is just going to do TikToks. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it goes down to. Yeah, I mean, it really does. I mean, right now, Russell Wilson's been lobbying for Antonio Brown to come to Seattle. So, I guess that's what's, you know, maybe that'll happen. Who knows? I mean, everybody's made such a great big deal about all these players that did so much to help Tom Brady and the Bucks. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is a team effort, have, not Tom Brady effort, but I'm exactly. not going to go there. I mean, honest to God, our players have done this for two straight years. They have done everything to help us and help our team. And because, one, God forbid, one player says, I don't need to do that right now, he's a piece of crap. And then... Beach is a piece of crap because he didn't sign every free agent that's on the planet or some guy off that hasn't played in three years or some guy that, you know, was whatever. It's, it's, it's becoming annoying. It's you guys have got to stop being um, couch GMs and worry about what you know how to do and whatever your career is and let the guys that got us to two straight Super Bowls do what they know how to do. Because they've done it very well in the last two years. Because honestly, I mean, I'm pretty old. And I, the last time we went to the Super Bowl prior to this last two, it was the year I was born. So let's just remember that and keep that in the back of our minds. Because we're not going anywhere. We're still the same football team. We're just adding pieces and bringing in pieces and making ourselves better. Whether it be through free agency, through... Um, after training camp cuts, whether it be off of somebody else's practice squad, kind of like a, oh, I don't know, Harrison Bucker. There's players out there. It takes time to build. Give it time, guys. Please, just give it time. And stop bashing the best GM that we've had ever. Because I'm telling you right now, that's what he is. So... With that being said, I think we ought to wrap this one up. Sounds good, man. I'm good with that. I think we uh we got everything out of the system for this week. <laughs> yeah, I had All to get the, that uh, frustration out. It, it hey, man, there. I understand. It's just frustrating. Just, guys, please understand. Not everything in life is going to come instantly. It's going to take time. And sometimes you're not even going to get what you want because you'll find a better option down the road. Let me tell I've you learned something. that many times, and JP's learned that. That's right. And I'll tell you something that Kayvon Webster, because, uh, you know, he – him and I follow each other and we talk all the time. And if you guys that don't know who he is, play for the Denver Broncos, won Super Bowl 50 with them. He put something out that was very enlightening today. And I will, I'm going to read this if I can find it quick enough because I want to, I don't want to drag the show on any longer than I have to. But um, he put something out today that made a lot of sense. And I really wish people would kind of, think about something like this I really need to find this tweet because it made so much sense um, where the heck is this tweet at maybe I just need to go to this page this later um, at K-Web what's up my man <laughs> alright <laughs> He really is a good guy. Um, okay, so this is what he put out today. He put, if we don't program ourselves, life um, will do the programming for us. 
Our level of success is determined by our level of discipline. When we want something, we have to be willing to pay our dues to get it. Okay, that pay our dues to get it. Motivation gets us going, but discipline keeps us growing. And that's what we're doing right now. Veach is being very disciplined in what he is doing, and he's growing our team. Okay, he's growing our dynasty, our franchise, our tenure of chances and our dynasty. I don't know what else to say, but that right there should tell you guys if it, it, it doesn't make you a better person to bitch and complain. It makes you a better person to sit back, relax, put the time in, put the effort in and put the discipline in to make it happen because nothing happens overnight. We were lucky enough to make it happen overnight. We're not the Buccaneers that got lucky in other ways to make it happen. We didn't have any outside influences. We built what we have because of what we have in an honest way. And then we suffered through it and we fought through it for a long, long time. We didn't have it given it to given to us. And that that right there really resonated with me. And, you know, it's something that sports will do to you if you ever played any professional sport or any even if you weren't professional and you just played and you really enjoyed it and you really bought into what you did for any period of time. Discipline makes the world go round. You pay your dues, you're going to get what you get. It is what it is because nothing is thrown in your lap. It just doesn't happen. So, with that being said, that's all I got with that one, man. That sounds good, bro. I think we, we covered a lot. So, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the fans, once again, for listening to our show. I know you guys love hearing what we have to say. We got some loyal ones out there, so we really appreciate it. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys, man. It's been a blast, and um, it's been a stressful week, and we had to get some stuff off our chest. And I know it may have sounded a little harsh, but, hey, you know what? You guys have been pretty harsh to this week, and 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 and. and and, and some of it's, I get it, you know, it's frustrating if you don't really kind of maybe not understand it or maybe just think that, you know, we should have went after all these names, but names don't make a player. A player makes a player. That's just what it is. His play makes who he is, not his name. So just remember that and we'll all be good. With that being said, we will talk to you guys next week. And uh, that's all I got. Sounds good. Same here. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Peace out.